This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. One of the uh, annual events we're excited now to talk about is the Generation Discovery Days. The, the company and tour was developed by Penn grad Caitlin Grasso uh, to help give uh, young women the opportunity to meet female executives at companies across the U.S., get a sense of what these executives do as well as their companies, and then maybe come out of this with an idea of a career path that they want to follow. The 2017 summer tour is coming up, and we're proud to have Caitlin back in the studio to talk about who's involved, the dates, all of that. And then also joining us, great to have her with us as well, Debbie Liu, who is one of the executives involved. She's executive director of the Risk Transformation Practice at Ernst & Young. My friend, great to see you again. Great to see you. Thanks so much for having me. The, Good to be back in the studio the, on a rainy day. I was going to say, this is nice to do this as an annual visit here in it the spring. It is. I always love coming back and saying hello. Yeah. Debbie, great to have you with us as well. Um, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It's, I hate to say it is beautiful and sunny in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, thank you. for Next year we do the show in LA. That's right. That's right. We can take it on the road. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll save a bus seat for you. Uh, let's, again, let's talk about the background first, Caitlin, about how this idea came about and, and really what, what you were trying to do in the first place. Great question. So as a whole, as a company, Generation is a network where young women and companies can connect. And those young women are in high school and college. So when I started the company as an undergrad, I just realized that there was a really big gap in the market. There's a little over uh, 5% of women who are leading uh, for S&P 500 companies as CEOs. And that number has been increasing by, you know, one hundredth of a percent every yeah. single year. So it's a really big problem. And I thought there are also these young women from high schools and colleges across the country who are in awe of these executives and companies, but they just don't know how to get their foot in the door. And it's really nice. You know, I went to Wharton. I'm not complaining. But when you go to a school where you can walk across the street and you have every single major employer every single day vying for your attention to come and work with them, 98% of students in America don't have that opportunity. And I saw it as a chance to close that gap. So we had started, we're a little over three years old. We've reached 75,000 young women. And I thought that there's a really unique way that we could bring them together in real life and yeah. on our digital platform to see what types of careers are available. So Discovery Days, this is our second tour. Uh, the last tour was very successful, but it is a cross-country bus trip where yep. we visit. This year we're visiting seven different cities, hosting 10 trips across those cities with more than 200 female executives, including Debbie at EY. So the whole idea is when we roll into these cities and you sign up for your particular city, you don't, you don't, maybe in the future we will take everyone <laughs> right, all right. across, but we need, I don't think my team's ready for that quite this yet. Is a, this is over a course of what, about three? <laughs> Three, three and a half weeks yes, as well. Yes, my so. poor team, you know, they don't sleep. Uh, I, they're going to they're gonna blow me into the labor department or something, but everyone's healthy and fed. So the idea is when you go into these cities, you usually visit four to five companies a day. So yeah. to give you an example, in Dallas, uh, we'll be visiting Southwest Airlines, AT&T, JCPenney's, and EY. And during that time, you're doing tours of the companies, meeting their most senior executives, right. and also doing skill building simulations that allow you to see what it would like to work at that company, whether it's developing 
developing a wireframe for an app at Google yeah. or coming up with a new marketing strategy for Southwest Airlines. So you're actually putting yourself in the position of I might be 16, but I'm being treated like I'm, you know, 25 and applying for a job. And I think what was so amazing last year and is why, you know, we're continuing to do this is that after, you know, the bus tour ended in August and September rolled around, people started getting uh, job offers, internship offers from oh, being wow. on the bus. So, oh. you know, if, if you're in an employment and you're looking, seeking employment, you should get a seat on the bus. So and we have just grown, um, you know, really quickly from that and trying to be the go to source for access for high school and college women. Debbie, what was the uh, what was the, the thing that really brought you in and, and thought that this was just a phenomenal program for you and Ernst and Young to be part of? Well, I really love the mission of generation of engaging young women together with successful women executives. I'm participating because I hope sharing my story enables career aspirations. Um, I know that many of the young women may be at a place where I was at their age, wondering what career to take, how to get there, and what's required for success. So it really gives me the opportunity to share that there are different paths to different careers. Um, Caitlin, if you recall how surprised the girls were when I shared that I actually have a fine arts degree in dance and that I've had <laughs> several careers before I landed at Ernst & Young. And even at Ernst & Young, I've had different careers. So you don't have to feel constrained that that degree you're going to get is going to constrain you. Uh, you just will be more successful if you're just doing something that you're passionate about and enjoy. So, I mean, you all know that life is a journey and things can change. So you can have different careers in your journey and also within one organization like Ernst & Young. And you mentioned to me uh, in, in an email uh, yesterday the fact that uh, you did this last year as well. This is our third year. Third year. Yes. And, and this you is are, my third year. <laughs> and, you're, and you are staying in touch with some of the girls that, that you've met in the first two years, correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. So uh, what's happened is a lot of these girls have uh, sent me LinkedIn invites, and I still connect and correspond with them. Sometimes they'll send me a question. Um, often they always ask, is there an internship program at Ernst & Young, and, and give, provide information about that. And additionally, the Generation Program provides uh, raffle prizes of mentoring sessions, and I've mentored uh, one girl in particular. We had a nice session. I mean, it was supposed to be like 30 minutes. I think it ended up being over an hour. And then since yeah. then, once in a while, we would email and connect. It's just wonderful uh, connecting and seeing how great these women are. 844-WHARTON is the number if you'd like to call in and ask a question of either Caitlin or Debbie. 844 844- 942-7866. And actually, one of the questions I was going to ask, but I will let her do it. Michelle is in New York City. Michelle, go ahead. Hi. I'm wonder- I'm a junior at NYU, and I was wondering how I can participate in Discovery Days because I'm going to be in Oakland, California over the summer. Well, that's a great question, Michelle. Thanks so much for calling in. Hopefully, we'll see you on the uh, San Francisco bus. So to get involved, you can visit our website at www.genheration.com, and you can go and you can click on our Discovery Days tab. And from there, we have all of our cities and the dates that will be there. We're kicking off July 11th in Seattle and ending on August 8th in Philadelphia. So a lot going on during those four weeks. And all you have to do is you can upload your resume, pick the city you want. And actually, by registering early, we're going to be giving away next week actually announcing some really cool exclusive prizes ranging from trips to mentoring sessions to giveaways from some of our partner companies. Does that help you, Michelle? Yes, thank you so much. That is super helpful. That sounds like an amazing 
opportunity. I didn't realize you were also going to be in San Francisco, so thank you so much. And in fact, from what I understand, you guys are going to be in San Francisco for three days. It's a big day. It's a, it's a Wharton-filled day, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So we're actually kicking off with several prominent uh, female executives from the Wharton community, including fireside chats with Jackie Reese's, the chief human resource oh, wow. officer of Square, Beth Axelrod, the new chief people officer of eBay, uh, and uh, yeah, the, uh, the chief diversity officer at Facebook as well. So we're going to be visiting everybody from Facebook to Lucasfilm, to Airbnb, to Pinterest. So we've been getting a lot of excitement around our San Francisco days. Uh, at all, all cities are equally exciting, but I think yeah. in San Francisco, there's so many of the brands that the girls interact with that they're like, I want to get a behind-the-scenes look of Google and Facebook. Well, and, and just the fact that you know you have so many of those tech companies out there. I mean, that's kind of the uh, the nature for a, a, a lot of students these days. But that kind of plays into another uh, topic that we've talked a lot about on is the fact that there aren't as many women in a lot of those tech companies. So mm-hmm. being able to connect with a lot of those uh, those uh, p- people out there becomes very important. If you would believe it, the, the number is almost staggering, but companies like Google and the big uh, you know tech companies of the world spend $150 million per year on diversity and inclusion initiatives. And that can be from recruiting to raising awareness about their brand to minority groups, including women. And there's been such a problem in the Silicon Valley community that although they're throwing all this money at the problem, they're yeah. not seeing tangible results. The number is that as a whole, there are only 30% of women holding positions at tech companies, less than 25% of them are in leadership positions. So although they always say women want to get in and stay in and that it's just a hard time uh, retaining them, there's not a solid pipeline going in. And it's the reason that most of these companies only recruit from the same 10 to 20 schools annually. So there might be girls at schools in the middle of the country who are not getting these OCR opportunities who don't even get get their foot in the door and learning about all the exciting ways they could become on the path to a tech executive. De- Debbie, you kind of mentioned this before but with the fact that you said, you know, about the, the wide range of careers that you've had uh, in your time frame. Uh, but, but just playing off of what Caitlin said, giving young women these opportunities, whether they be in high school or in college, uh, like we just heard from, uh, I mean, it, it's it's an important piece to have for a lot of these women. And, and I'm guessing that you were kind of in the boat of, of not having this kind of connected uh, connection ability when you were coming out of college. Yes, definitely. I think part of an important part of building a pipeline, especially a pipeline of careers in technology, is having role models. I mean, I didn't know that what sort of careers was available in technology when I went into technology. I think I just went with my passion of dance, and that's why I ended up getting a degree there. But then afterwards, when I started to explore other careers, I found out about all the options in technology, and I started going out and going to professional associations and meeting women. So that's, I think that's a very key piece of uh, of developing a pipeline, having role models, and understanding the possibilities of careers out there. So, when you talk to uh, talk to the students with the Discovery Days about your job, what do you tell them? Well, what I tell them is well, <laughs> that I have an amazing time with my job. That I pick something that I would enjoy, that I'm passionate about. Because if you are, you'll be more likely to be successful. And also, I really encourage girls to go into technology profession because you probably you know, are aware of the pay disparity uh, between yeah. men's salary and women's salary. But in STEM careers, the pay disparity is less. I think it's like in the 90s percent versus in the 70 percent if you weren't in the STEM career. So I really do encourage girls to uh, explore careers in that in that uh, section. So all the cities that you're going to be going to, uh, yes. Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, 
Dallas, Chicago, Philly, New York. Correct. All, of- <laughs> all in a three and a half week period. <laughs> yes, it's it's really fun, and uh, you know you don't get to sleep a lot uh, when you're on the road. But I think that's yeah. what makes it so exciting. And when we go to the cities, this is my favorite part of what we do: going to see the girls and really seeing a, a, a difference in the impact it has on their lives. Because as Debbie saw, what I think we really want to be is sort of the uh, you know the platform for connectivity that allows them to be in front of these executives. So it doesn't right. have to be. I feel like in today's world, it's all about you know employer info sessions, and it's all about you know you got to give someone their resume the first second you see them. It's not about that. It's about making genuine connections. So if a 14-year-old met Debbie in LA last year, she's not looking for a job, but why she should be staying in touch with her and learning from her. And then when that time comes around, they have a relationship where she feels comfortable. I feel like nowadays it's more about people are always, you know, what can you do for me? I want a job. I just want to know you so I can call you tomorrow and get a job at Ernst & Young. And we don't want it to be about that. We want it to be about finding mentors, role models. We actually had the girls have formed these communities themselves that two girls who went on the trip in New York last year are actually going to be college roommates next year. So it's also oh, wow. a roommate match service, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, with my past background working in baseball, I found it interesting. Last year you had the Yankees. Yes. This year you've decided to take it up a notch and you went to the World Series champions. Yeah. You went to the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> exactly. We have. So, you know, we always, we, we got to add a little bit of something for everyone. We're also, you know, working on collaborations with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, yeah. And so I think when you go there, because a lot of people have ideas like if they want to work in sports and they're not a player, yeah. there's there's a hundred other jobs you can do. People, when they think about the working in sports, have this unbelievable kind of grand idea idea of just everything is phenomenal and they don't realize that it is just like any other company in many respects and it's very hard as well that's what actually this was the mantra that the yankees used when they were telling us about the jobs they said if you want to work in sports you have to be when you're first starting out it's long hours and low pay so it has to be about your passion and then that's how you use it to move up in the in the field but we want to show that you know you're although you know there's not a girl who's going to be on the chicago cubs team this year that you can be in marketing you can be a general manager and there's a lot of different careers well and a lot of this is also it's not just having the conversations you you do a lot of different kind of skill tests and, and and you know just get the the women and the the girls really kind of involved in in kind of using their brain to really think about a variety of different things yes to give you an example so something we've done with ernst and young last year is that when the girls at debbie was on this panel is that we gave them um you know an activity that they had to come up with a business to improve the greater la community and they only right. have 30 minutes and they sort of have uh, you know we give them different boxes like here's your industry it's healthcare. here's your medium uh, an app and here's your budget and they have to think and put it together and they're pitching to very senior executives at EY and getting feedback. And it's funny that when we go to some of these companies, they say, oh my gosh, this was an amazing idea. How can we implement this into our actual work? And yeah. to give you an example, we just actually wrapped, this was an online challenge we did where Southwest Airlines, uh, which is the lead sponsor of the tour, asked the girls to redesign their wheelchair boarding process. And girls have to submit huh. ideas and the top ideas actually get to work with the company. So not only is uh, the company getting great ideas, that's actually a vetting mechanism that they're saying, what are the girls thinking about where are they going to school and it's a real problem they're trying to solve that's got to be a unique aspect to this debbie just to, to to see the minds kind of working and the potential of new ideas coming out of, of something like this i think what i like about the simulation exercise it really does simulate world world real world experience i mean if you were doing a project at ernst and young you're given a problem to solve you work with a diverse group of people to develop ideas, share insights, 
um, you have a limited amount of budget, you have a limited amount of time, so you have constraints. But I'm really amazed every single time, every single year, at the results these girls come up with. I mean, especially when they're only 16 to 20 years old or whatever. It's, yeah. it's just amazing. But the interesting thing is the age group that, that you're mm-hmm. really looking at. And, and obviously for for the, the girls that are in college already, obviously they are yes. a year, two years, whatever it may be, away from being in the real world. For the high school girls, it's a little bit different. They may not have that idea of what they want to do right now, but it's this is a great vehicle to kind of be able to spur that on. Yes, I think for the high school girls, it's more about you know access and exposure, and for the college women, it's more about okay, how what are the next steps to get to where someone right. like Debbie is today? But right. when you come, some of these girls, you know, when we're visiting banks and tech companies, they're like, you know, I'm not an engineer. I never thought I could work at Google, but that you we're showing them that you can. Or they might say, I'm good at math. I didn't know a career at Ernst and Young was right for me, and yeah. so and we've been Ernst and Young. This is the third year they've been a partner with us, and have been a fantastic partner. And their mantra is building a better working world, and that really comes with gender diversity and inclusion. And it's just so apparent in the activities and the simulations they do, and really making the girls feel a part of them and getting their name on the radar. Yeah, uh, Debbie, a, a lot of what you do uh, in the in the risk field, uh, from what I read, it really is surrounding healthcare as well. Correct. Yes, I focus on healthcare definitely. Well, I mean, uh, what are the what are the what are the avenues that you really have to be aware of these days, especially with with the fact that healthcare has become more and more digitized, uh, and the fact we were actually just talking about this uh, a few minutes ago is the fact that we're going to get to a point where we're going to have an older generation, and healthcare is going to become a bigger piece of the economy in the next twenty years. Yes, definitely. I mean, we've been privileged to help a lot of our clients to address some of their challenges in this area. And I think it's really important for us to keep on innovating and growing and, and, you know, being ahead so we can be good strategic advisors to our clients. I mean, I specialize in risk management and compliance, so we want to make sure that our clients are protected and that they grow strategically with the confidence that they're managing risk and operating within the boundaries of the laws and regulations. I think to your point, uh, sort of what you and Debbie are hitting on is that these girls, a 16-year-old is looking at careers that may or may not be relevant five years from now with sure. the advent yeah. of technology. So yeah. what I think what uh, women like Debbie and other executives at these companies emphasize is that what are the core skills you should be developing, whether it's being a critical thinker, being curious, being able to present your thoughts clearly and efficiently, that it doesn't matter necessarily, like, you know, you didn't have to have that biology degree to be a healthcare policy analyst 10, sure. 10 years in the future, but what types of skills? are you developing now so that you can be an asset to any company? And I think that that's what it's not as structured and regimented as it was 10 or 15 years ago. Again, your comments welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Whether you would like to know more about the program uh, or ask a question of our guest, uh, Caitlin Grasso and Debbie Liu. Sandra's in Los Angeles. Sandra, welcome. Thank you. My daughter, uh, Laura, uh, took part in the program in New York City last year. Yes. And it was g- great. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi, how are um, you? It was very well organized, but what very well organized, very um, informative. But what I really liked about it, it was that she had exposure to businesses and women who are giving tips on their careers that she normally wouldn't have been able to have access to, frankly. You know, usually it's just your family and friends. Yeah. So it was very worthwhile. And um, she still talks about things that some of the speakers 
uh, mentioned, and it was uh, very worthwhile. And she's and she's in high school or college? No, she's in high school. She's uh, 17 years old, and she's in high school. And I think she'll do it again this year. You'll have because... to join us in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, join us wherever we can fit you in the schedule. But it was very worthwhile, and it was um, well run. And the tips that the different women in business, you know, they kind of gave them some good tips, and she still talks about it. So even though we, we, went, my, we went to the program in New York, and even though it was you were dealing with jet lag, my daughter was excited <laughs> to go every day, and it was a, a great experience that she'll always remember. Sandra, thanks very much. Greatly appreciate it. I, I mean, those stories, you know. I didn't tell her to call in. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, 844-WHARTON is the number to give us a call, 844-942-7866. Uh, we're talking with Caitlin Grasso and Debbie Lou. Debbie Lou with uh, Ernst & Young. Caitlin Grasso, the founder of Generation, talking about the Discovery Days uh, tour. Uh the great stories, though, I would think have to be the ones as, as you're really starting to develop this over the last couple of years of stories like that from Sandra about these girls that just have this phenomenal experience, especially high school girls who will go into college yes. in the next year or two. There was there was a great story. Actually, they heard about us because we were on this show. Um, so it was a great We've got a little bit of pull. <laughs> so there was a charter school uh, right outside of the Bay Area that serves traditionally um, Latino and first generation college students so yeah. they don't even though they're so close to the bay area they do not have access to these types of companies and right. they sent 18 girls on the buses and the the principal of the uh, the school had them all write thank you letters to us after hmm. and you know i i was reading them the other day sort of getting ready for this year and some of them just make you want to tear up and there was this one girl who had she just went to college and she said thank you so much my parents never graduated past second grade and yeah. the, i'm the first one in my family to go to college and before i went on this trip i only dreamed of seeing executives on TV and they were almost like celebrities for me uh, and for them to come into my life and sort of impart wisdom and you know take time to talk to me was life changing and it's those types of things that you can't you, you know you can't buy those types of things and giving those opportunities to girls well you have the seven cities I, I mean obviously you have some cities that you will go back to year in and year out because of of where they are and the types of companies that you're located but I mean are, are, you have to be thinking about other locations yes. that you want to go to so uh, definitely so the new cities we added this year were Seattle, Dallas, uh, and Chicago. Yeah. And we're already, you know, so many, we're, you know, have already thinking about next year, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Toronto, um, you know, maybe London. I don't know. The bus, I don't know how we're going to get the bus over there. Uh, but uh, I, we're always looking to new ideas. And the thing is, it's not, you know, certain companies, you know, only Silicon Valley is in San Francisco, but there are so many companies everywhere that we want to start going to more cities and growing. So if there is a city that you yeah. think we should be visiting, you know, please reach out to us, info at generation. Double decker buses, by the way. Oh, you can get rent one of those. A, a purple double decker bus. You're getting me excited. <laughs> well, I guess Debbie, just wrapping up with you, the the fact that I mean, obviously you're there in L.A. Uh, with Ernst and Young, but it, there's also the aspect of having these girls think outside of their home areas as well, and, and understanding they may be coming and talking to you in L.A., but their career may take them to Seattle or Dallas or one of these other cities because the opportunities, especially in tech now, the, the opportunities in tech are tech are so expansive it's not just silicon valley anymore yes and why limit yourself to a city how about another country i'm actually from toronto and uh, i moved to los angeles for great opportunities in technology and ernst and young has so many service lines related to technology is why i got engaged with ernst and young i had a you know access to volunteering 
to an executive who recruited me to Ernst & Young. So, you know, that story holds true for any woman. And to Debbie's point, what we hope to achieve with Discovery Days is taking girls outside of their comfort zone. So, yeah. you know, like our last caller, if you live in L.A. and you come to New York and you're in an environment with 50 new girls in a city you don't know, by putting yourself in that situation and you're be learning how to become comfortable and adapt to new situations, you can really do anything. So right. that's why I encourage girls don't feel like, oh, man, I don't have five friends to come with. I'm scared to go. <laughs> Everybody's your friend. Uh, and it's a great way to build relationships and, and see what's possible. It's It's to a degree like a like a one day summer camp it because is. you will meet new people and you as you said you, you got a, a college uh, roommate out of out of one pairing last year it'll be the best summer camp you ever went to imagine fitting like four weeks of summer camp into 14 hours on a bus yeah. we're like you know we gotta keep it to schedule but it's great debbie thanks very much for giving us your time today there there in sunny california while we sit here in <laughs> rainy philadelphia greatly appreciate it okay thanks for having me thank you look forward to talking to you again Great to see you, my friend. Great to see you. You really will have to come to one of the cities. I, I told you when Tish We're in San Francisco. When when Tish gets to be old enough, when she gets to you know <laughs> sophomore year in high school, you can book it. Yes. She's she's there. It may not be here in Philadelphia. I may just just say let's take the flight to San Francisco and go do that. She should. You're welcome anytime. And then you get Piper after that. A couple <laughs> years after that. So you're building my pipeline for I, me. I am. Great seeing you. Great to see you. Thanks have for having on, us. Have fun on the bus. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.